Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, geeks alike, it's this week's Gaming Face Punch Gaming Roundup, and I've got Babster with me. Hello, Babster. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, with Nigel Liss. I've lost him. Probably down the back of the sofa. I'll have to check uh, later. Behind the fridge, maybe. <laughs> Under a toadstool in the garden. Um, he's looking for his lucky charms. So, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. Had lots of trips to the dentist, so it hasn't been a, a fun month for me. But uh, hopefully that's yeah. uh, that's it now. Oh dear! Yeah. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Yeah. Um, not good. Lots of that ee- drilling noises. I imagine. Mm, Fantastic. Yeah. Look after your so, teeth, people. <laughs> so, question: Ooh. What have you been playing? Uh, right, okay. So I've been playing a little bit more of Arcade Paradise. I don't know if you've uh, managed to try that out yet. It's on it's on Xbox um, Game Pass. Um, I think it's on PC and Switch as well. So that's that's good fun. I also managed to try out um, Exo Primal again, mm-hmm. free on Game Pass. Um, Yes, quality Capcom graphics presentation straight away. It really is uh, a nice-looking game. Um, it's co-op multiplayer. Um, you get to choose different suits. So you've got your typical classes. You've got, like, a, a tank class that can bring up a big shield. You've got, like, a healing class. Um but I'm not too sure on the gameplay yet, which is the most important thing. It just seemed like... Because I joined a server and it just looked like I was just wandering around just shooting the dinosaurs, which is part of the game. Mm. But it seemed a little bit, well, is this all it is? So I need to I need to play it a little bit more. One cool feature is one of the characters, you can, you can spawn a T-Rex and control the T-Rex. That... Is smart that is really really cool um but yeah g- give it a go S- see what you think uh, as i say i need to have another another play on this but uh the presentation reminds me of um like starship troopers stroke robocop feel uh, mm. i can't remember the Paul Verhoeven's, Paul yes. Verhoeven with his uh yeah slightly satirical take on stuff that's it but uh it's as I say, if you've got if you've got Game Pass, it it is free, so it's worth trying out. But uh, yeah, it, it's Capcom quality. It is really really good. Mm. I think Capcom did Dino Crisis, and I'm worried if it's got like a Dino Crisis tie-in. So ah uh, oh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I bet you'd it, probably get like a Regina skin or something. I can't. Remember, I think. I mean, it's just hordes and hordes of dinosaurs that get that get spawned. By an AI in a um, virtual world, if you like, mm. and yeah, you've just got to survive and uh, get to certain checkpoints. Um, the multiplayer was was against another team, so it's who gets gets to the points quick the quickest. That was one of the game um, game modes that I played, and that was that was okay, but. Uh, yeah, I need to uh, give it a few more games before I can say, yes, this is an awesome game or not. So what have you been playing, cool. Gareth? I've been playing Angry Lesbians, or The Last of Us Part 2. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I'm just, where's that game? <laughs> it, it, it comes across as it comes across as as angry lesbians. It, it feels certain bits of it. I like the game game part of it. Some of the story bits of it, we just want to punch the fucking screen. Um, just it's they, I got to the halfway point, yeah, and I got to the halfway point, and it, they ruined all the pacing in the middle. So we were doing like kind of having like kind of decent kind of pacing with the kind of gameplay and whatnot, and then hits the middle, and the game just pretty much restarts all over again. And I fuck, I don't like that. Yeah, I really don't like it. It just actually knocked me more than part of the story. It's the fact that the whole thing just just reset. And then there's some just dumb things in there, just storyline-wise. Um, but the gameplay, I like the gameplay stuff in there. I've had I've great fun, apart from there's a few times where I've shot people in the face and they've not died straight away. Oh, and the other thing it does really well is uh, brain fragments. I'm a, I love doing my headshots in games, yeah? That's how I take out most people. Yeah. Well... Uh, and in, yeah. and in this, you shoot them in the head, and they go, and you they slump, and then you walk over there, and you can see the, the shot through the head, along with the brain fragments and bits of skull. Oh, that's which nice is a lovely detail. detail. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like, nice, yeah. I like that attention to detail. That's nice. It's yeah, yeah, but I, I, I just yeah. So I've done that. I bought uh, Telltale's The Expanse. Oh, and now is that? Because you're a big fan of the expanse, I haven't, aren't you? I haven't got around to playing it yet. It's oh, sitting. Okay. I downloaded it on my S and my X, so I can mm. play it either upstairs or downstairs. So if someone's watching the TV, I can go upstairs and play it. Yeah. Um, haven't got around to playing it at the moment. And that's that's free on Game Pass as well, isn't it? That one. No, I don't think I couldn't find it on Game Pass. No, I had to buy that one. Oh, okay. Okay. I bought that one. I'll, yeah, because I think I think I, I think Telltale need the money. Um. <laughs> If whatever's left of Telltale needs money, sorry. Because I'm sure they've kind of... So I've been playing that. Um, yeah, one of those things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll get around to playing the, the Expanse. I think I might stream playing The Expanse. Um, and then I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i decided I'm going to stream playing Batman, Telltale's Batman. Uh, and I'm not... Because you have the option not to talk. And I'm not going to talk all the way through unless the option is I'm Batman. <laughs> Okay. So what, what's through the, the entire game, there's literally like three dots. There's an ellipses down the bottom when you have the the, the choices to talk. I'm just going to press that every time and go through the entire game. So what and happens? Talk to anyone. Yeah, see what happens. And I bet you, not much. Yeah, that that was the only. I remember the first Telltale game, the, the Walking Dead one, which I really really enjoyed, to be honest. But once you played it a second time and chose different. Um, uh, text dialogue, you realise that it didn't really matter what you chose, and that was a bit. Hmm, that's a bit rubbish. Um, the super massive games like Man from Medan, um, The Devil in Me, uh, some town that I can't bloody remember, Hope Falls, I think it's called. Um, they they work good for the for the choices. Because they're only one, so you don't have the next episode, so they don't have to compensate for all the, the, the variables you pick. Because Telltale shouldn't have done these things episodic, and they should have just released it as one whole. It wouldn't have been so much of an issue when it comes to all the decisions. But because they do the thing with the decisions, you then have to you've, you then start development on a new bit, and then you have to make sure all those decisions are then factored in, and then factored in, and factored in, and factored in, rather than just in the whole logic tree all at once. Um, 
but uh, I just, uh, just, just, that's why they went out of business. That's why they went out of business and then brought back by someone somewhere. So yes. Anyway, should we talk about some gaming news? Yes, let's. Let's 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 go on with our first. Starfield! Yay! <laughs> awesome game! Oh, well, I don't know yet. Um, so, the first uh, positive previews of Starfield have made fans extremely hopeful for Bethesda's upcoming open-world RPG game. As the game uh, approaches its release date, the anticipation and excitement has reached unprecedented levels. Bethesda, not Bethesda, Bethesda. Bethesda Starfield has uh, touted as their most ambitious project yet, offering a vast sci-fi universe where players can choose their own path. However, with high expectations become potential pitfalls and past disappointments like No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk Punk? 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 Cyberpunk? 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 Uh, a cybernetic pancreas. Um, <laughs> you throw pancakes at people? Yeah, at some pancreas station. Um, uh, serve as, as cautionary trials. Uh, but despite the concerns about bugs early uh, and early negative reviews from those who haven't played the game yet, the overall sentiments is positive. IGN had an early hands-on review of the game in June. And it was overwhelmingly positive, boosting fans' further confidence. Um, it's going to be terrible, Baxter. All right. Do we trust RGN? That's the thing. Uh, right. So when it looked, at, looking just a little bit deeper, I only trust them because they said the right thing. And this is my definition of how you know you're playing a really good game. Okay. Cool. All right. And they said this. Yeah. An hour felt like five minutes. Mm, okay. That is the most. That is the unless someone in marketing came up with that which is possible mm. that is the most ringing endorsement i can hear because whenever i talk to someone who plays a game that they really enjoy it's always a case of why are you looking so tired well i was playing so and so uh, and before i knew it was two o'clock and i had to get to bed quick yeah it's been a while um, since i've played a game like that oh dude i i trying to think of games that i played like that so it's like kind of a uh, rome quake total three. war <laughs> quake three rail arena for me <laughs> oh, it's uh, what's it? Um, yeah, Quake, uh, not Quake, um, the Rome Total War games. I just got obsessed because mm. it was because I'd have a little fight and then I'd manage my entire empire and just make sure everything was perfect. And by that, that's an, that's an hour there, just have one fight and manage an empire just in a single turn. And then you'd, you'd, you'd go, let me just press the button, see, if, and then you go, oh, I've been attacked, and then you get caught in the big gameplay loop. So, hearing that, that, that. An hour felt like five minutes, unless it says, unless someone from the marketing department have done it. Um, yeah. But saying that, it could do a No Man's Sky. And saying that, actually, it sounds oh, right. Do you know what this reminds me of? And this is sorry, this is from the other one of the other podcasts. Reminds me of the the hype around the Flash film. Everyone was going on about the Flash film and it's going to be really good and this, that and the other and, and they were trying to big it up and 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 at this point in time, Warner Brothers needed a big hit. They got a big hit. It was Barbie, not The Flash. Yeah, that's bizarre. Xbox, Xbox needs a big hit. And I'm thinking... I don't know. They, they've I, got I'm, to get I'm, this right. They, they, they've got to. Um, it, 
I, I, I want to try and stay positive. I really do. I don't trust IGN though. I'd, I'd prefer one of the, you know, smaller um, reviewers to give us an idea. Um, IGN, like you, like, like, like a YouTuber that does, or YouTubers, sorry, that do like video game reviews and news. Mm, Just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sends us a preview code. Wink, wink. Um, so, yeah, it's... But they're the only ones that have been been sent this, which is also suspicious. Um, the only thing I will say is they they delayed it, didn't they? Um, and I would I would prefer them to delay it again if they feel it's not right. I mean, when was how long has it been? Was it a nine month delay? I'm trying to think when the original release date was. I can't. I can't remember. I was like, yeah. kind of, ever since Fallout seventy six, anything coming but, out in Bethesda, I'm like, okay. Well, let's just that. say it was. Let's just say it was Christmas. So it's coming yeah. out. It's coming out there in September. I would like to think, yeah, if IGN looks at it, that it's in a finished state and they're just ironing out the books. If it's mm-hmm. not by the end of this month. They just delay it. Just delay it until December. Get it finished. All they've got to do. So much hype about this game. It's not going to affect sales. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Your sounds. Your sounds going a little weird. Don't know what's happened. Just, just keep it there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what's about. I don't know what's it today. Uh, just but, that, uh, that's one of those things. Don't worry. Yeah. But um, and and this is weird because then I look back at. Uh, Halo Infinite, similar thing. Which I enjoyed playing. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I did enjoy playing. But I didn't pay for it. That's that's the other thing. When yeah, you get something well, that's, on, that's, changes that's your opinion, just, doesn't it? Does change your opinion, uh, and they're going to miss not having those sales from the PS5. They really are. If they're clever, they'll bring it out a year later. Simple. Just bring it out a year later and, and have it done uh, because they're, they're going to miss those things. I've noticed that in the Xbox Store. They are trying to sell you extra bits for um, uh, Starfield. There's like a £40 package to get what, loads of stuff for Starfield. And things. Oh, yeah, skins and things and yeah. get it a day early, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, you see, I, I, things like that bother me. I mean, if if advertisement, I don't know if there is any big advertisements out there, I haven't seen it, but if it starts appearing on buses and on billboards, then I will be worried because mm. they tend to over-advertise games that tend to either don't work or, or are broken. I remember Cyberpunk being all over billboards and on buses, and obviously when that came out, it was a bit of a, a bit of a car crash on uh, on consoles. Not so much on PC, though. Not so much on PC. I, 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 I mean, I did day one. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose people had different experiences because there's different different PC setups, isn't there? Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had no installation problem. It played as much as I, I played of it anyway. Yeah, there was yeah, there was bugs. They were funny. They were funny bugs, but for me, they weren't... They, I suppose they were immersion-breaking rather than game-breaking. Um, mm. But uh, Cyberpunk's in a, good, you know, in a good state now. It's still not to the... 
Um, well, there's an origi- there's original an, scope, but there is another major patch coming out for it for when they bring out the Phantom Liberty thing with uh, Idris Elba. So yeah. they are gonna. There's going to be a significant update then, which is supposed to fix a load of things and add some more, more stuff in it. So I imagine yeah. it's going to be about a hundred gig patch at the end of yeah. the day. Because that could also break, up. as we know, that could also break things as well. Mm. All right. But, uh, no, staying positive with uh, Starfield still. Just don't trust IGN. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next story. Might have to look at my notes. <laughs> Hideo Kadima, renowned game developer and founder of Kadima Productions, crikey, I'm really struggling this morning, it revealed that he had to completely rewrite the narrative for Death Stranding 2 due to the profound impact of COVID-19 pandemic on popular culture. The original story of Death Stranding 2 was penned before the pandemic and set had a centralised theme of uh, centralised theme of connection. Uh, however. The pandemic influenced emphasizing pseudo connections like remote interactions um, compelled Kojima to reconsider the game's themes. Despite the changes, Kojima, the one who did Metal Gear, um, believes that genuine human connections are essential for fulfilling, fulfill, fulfilling life. And the sequel returns the character Samport Bridges, Fragile. But no other details as things remain under wraps. So, 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 so. I haven't got round to. I, I haven't got round to finishing it off. I started it, and then I got annoyed because people were just littering the landscape with crap. It was supposed to have this interactive element in Death Stranding where you you leave a bridge and someone could use the bridge, yeah, and then you'd be great. Or they'd leave a post box and you could use the post box. Or, or things like that. But I was just finding that people were putting post boxes. So when you came out, if you were on a motorcycle, you'd smash into the post box. And it was just like a level of trolling that just took, took out the fun. And I couldn't find the option to switch it off. It really put me off the game. And I'm hoping they remove remove that from it. Um, it was a weird, weird one. And I really looked at it thinking you can't do a sequel to that. And apparently managed to do a sequel to that. So uh, it's... Yeah, Norman Reedus. I don't know how they'll do because he's not. That doesn't look from what I've seen in trailers and stuff. Doesn't look like he's delivering packages. So you're not oh. being Amazon delivery guy this time round. So I, I have no idea what's what they're doing there. So it'll be interesting because the the first one, I, the story I found fascinating because it was just mad. Um, did you did you hear or see anything about Death Stranding? Um, I remember downloading it for free off the, I think it was the Epic Games store. Um, I still haven't got around to playing it. Um, I've I've seen I've seen gameplay of it. My, my brother had it on uh, on release day. Um, so can you can you turn off the the online part of it? Because that would spoil could... it for me if, if people have just yeah, already completed a a certain puzzle oh no 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 the puzzle no they just they they just leave things in the idea was that that originally it was supposed to be a kind of like um uh demon souls thing where you'd leave notes and bits around for people to see but they'd have 
in this case it'd be like ladders to get or bridges to get across water or, or ropes to get up the sides of mountains so they'd leave those these things apart but part of me the game the part of the appeal was to actually wander across a kind of lonely landscape if yeah, that made I'll, any I'll sense that, yeah <clears throat> um but because they put these things in it kind of defeated the whole idea of having that kind of feeling of isolation and you know removal and separation from the world and then seeing things from a different perspective and whatnot um but yeah it was weird because it did feature um oh who's the gingy one that's irish he did he had a tv show triumph the wonder dog i can't remember his name but did write loads of episodes and he's in the game as uh, as a character that you can meet um, but if you know anything about the story, I don't know how they could have. I don't know how they're going to do a sequel. That's the thing that got me. It felt like a one and done sort of thing. Um, well, but yeah. If it's if it's a pandemic, surely you're going to be going round delivering. Oh uh, no! What it is 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 it's a it's a fracture in reality. Yeah, and what the fracture in reality causes is it causes one. If you die, you explode. So the fracture is between life and death, and it's caused a thing where you explode. And then if you die, you wind up on a beach, and certain people can swim back into the ocean and get back to the real world from it. And the th other thing is that dead things can then come through. This is why it's called death stranding, like uh, things being washed up onto the beach. Dead things, and that's why you've got these invisible things, and people who have this thing called dooms, I was going to call it doms, dooms can either see them or sense them, um, these weird weird creature things and you have to use this thing called a bb and the story behind it's a bit on the weird side and involves mad mickelson um it's a weird it's, it, it's so a weird weird story it it sounds right at more street that game does i've just got to get around to playing it really does it, it it's incredibly unique mm. i i can't think of anything anything like it in video games maybe in um that's good um animation but not in video games that's so, good because all we're getting at the moment is remakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. That's very true. So I don't know what they're going to do. I do like I do like Kojima's take of having actual um, what do you call it meetings and seeing people in real life rather than virtually or over a video video connection is is more important in your life than um, what do you call it than than the ones that you're having across you know, vast distances. Yeah. Um, which is Keep interesting. It it's a really odd one. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, carry on, Kojima. Mm. Um, and the next one. Uh, time for the next story. All right. I'm struggling here. I need some water. So, <sighs> Xbox Games Past has ruined day one releases. And here's why. Um... Do you remember, this is the thing, is before I start with, off with the notes, do you remember, have you ever queued up for a midnight release of anything? No. Never? Never. Ne never been that oh. desperate. Never been that desperate? No. I haven't. I made Keith do it for me once. Oh, that's fair enough. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> do, I look, do I look stupid? Metal Gear 2, it was Metal Gear Solid 2 um, on the PlayStation 2, and he went and got it from Kingston and drove back on his little moped. Um... But I, I've been, I've been, I wandered into a bookstore where they had a midnight opening for Harry Potter, and they had, I think it was Order of Phoenix, and it was really weird because I, I bowled out the pub and I'm like, absolutely stonking drunk, 
and I decided to, the bookshop's open because the only place is open. I'm waiting for a cab to pick me up. Going to the going to the bookshop, and I'm looking for a copy of um, The Sleeper Awakes because I've never read it. And it's like, oh, that's one book I should read. And I'm like, but because I'm drunk, my brain never twigs the fact that the bookshop is open at eleven thirty at night. And I'm just like, duh, 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 duh. I'm just going through the books and whatnot, and I'm just desperately. And they're like, can I help you? Because have you got a copy of The Sleeper Awakes? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then and then I bugger off, and then I realised in the morning, which was mad. So technically, I've been to. I sent one person to a midnight release for me, and I've been to another midnight release, which I wasn't intended to go to, and I was looking for the wrong book too. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, uh, Xbox Games Pass, while offering a vast r- array and variety of games for a nominal fee, has inadvertently diminished the tremendous excitement and tradition with the day one games release. Um, the convenience of accessing a multitude of games, including new releases, without without uh, significant financial commitment has led to the casual approach to gaming. This shift has diluted the anticipation and fervour that surrounds the day one releases as seen in the past events with things like queues for midnight queues for games like Halo 2. Um, I always watch those those, those things because there was always the mad, there was always those mad things where you have like a day one release and like, what was it? Grand Theft Auto 4. I'm sure I heard a story of someone getting a copy of Grand Theft Auto 4 and then getting mugged for it almost immediately after. Which I thought was hilarious. Of all the, of all the games to get um, to get robbed on at Grand Theft Auto. Um, yeah. so and yeah, you can't at the same time. Yeah, that would have been really... Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, that, so... So the day one releases, yeah, it's not uh, doesn't doesn't have quite the same hype. Think about if 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 Starfield was coming out, yeah, physical media owner only, all right, and you had to wait for that disc to be dropped off by Amazon, yeah, yeah. or by Play. Co.uk or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Like get your games from yeah. yeah. How are you going to be more excited when you hear that letterbox and yeah. the drop? Mm-hmm. Then you are for hundred percent downloaded, but the yeah. annoying thing now is that you put it in and then you still have to wait for hundred percent downloaded. It's it does yeah they're right it does it does take out the the fun of it. I think that Microsoft, I think I like Games Pass, but I think from a business perspective, I think Microsoft may have shot themselves in the foot. Think about all the money they could have been making on those 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 games. If it would have been like they put it on like a like a thing, so you have to wait a year for it to come to Games Pass might make a bit more sense um but they've done what hollywood has done with streaming thinking oh we'll have a stable income but then they produce a load of stuff and not people aren't interested they've got to keep people they've got they have their constant constant search for new subscribers to get them onto the service so they can eke out a profit because that's the only way they're going to eke a profit out because the current servers they've got you've got the churn so you sit there and minus the churn it's like that's the money that we can spend spend on games and then from that point too, because people like Bethesda don't have to produce a game um, day one that's going on sale and it's going on digital, it's it doesn't quite have the impact, shall we say, without them thinking these things through. So I, I think it has kind of, it has removed that. It's like a, a, a marketing thing that makes life a little more exciting. Um, I do kind of miss that old school, old school nostalgia hype I've got in my notes here. 
the, the um, thing plus, is, yeah. the, the thing is, shops, you know, game shops are disappearing. And if all the game companies pop and Nintendo are going down the digital route anyway, getting rid of physical media, then you've got no choice anyway, have you? You haven't. Mm. But, but you're right. I mean, I, I prefer to buy you know, buy physical media and, and then wait for it to be posted or go to actually go to a shop and buy it. But the only shops that are appearing down are retro gaming shops. Mm. True, true. Because they, they, the retro gaming shops are the equivalent of the vinyl shops for, for records. Which is what HGV really turned into. Yeah. So, but then again, if you're making money off of vinyl, that's what people want. That's always where the money is. Then... I think this is going to go full circle. I really do. I think they'll get rid of. They'll, they'll carry on the way they they're going with digital media, but I do think at some point, um, physical, physical, optical media will come back. Yeah, maybe I, even I, cart- I, maybe even cartridge. <laughs> I'd, I'd love. I know there's manufacturing costs. But uh, you've got to get that demand, haven't you? And the demand is there in the retro community. Um, so we'll we'll say. Right. So I'd see, I'd see when it comes to the physical games. Yeah, I see the physical games being again back to the DLPs being treated like the LPs. So what's that one that you always showed me that I have to avoid because if I start buying, I won't I won't stop. Limited run games. Yes. So limited run games. Yeah, there's, they well, have there's, to kind of... there's limited run games, and there's strictly limited, and there's a there's a few more as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to avoid I have to avoid stuff like that because it will turn into like a crack cocaine obsession oh. for me because it's like as soon as I get one, then I'll have to, I'll have to get another one. I've had to um, it myself one. because you don't get the game straight away. You, you have to wait until it's manufactured and and produced, and they've got enough to make. So it could take twelve months. It could take eighteen months. Oh, that's right. That's a a good thing for me because that would piss me off. And you've already paid for it, though. That's the thing. It's not Mm. like a pre-order with Mm. Amazon or Game, and you get charged when it's on its way, or you know just before it's on its way. Mm. Um, You pay for it there and then. So you might be paying eighty quid, and then you don't see until. Nearly two years' time. Mm. So I got a little bit sick of that. Yeah, no, I can understand that because it shouldn't take it shouldn't take that long to manufacture it. I know what they're doing is is they're sitting there and they're just they get into like a a point where they can bring down the manufacturer costs so they can make some money off of it because they've not negotiated properly with the suppliers up front, which is silly, silly, silly people. Um, well, you would That's think they, that was all that that would be all in place now, though, wouldn't you? You'd have your printing yeah. company, your box manufacturer. Well, uh, no, because what they're doing is they're just sending it to one company to do. I know this because when they when there was a supply issue um, with making these toy statues, I can't remember the company that made the toy statues. They were the same people who made limited run stuff too. But the problem is, is the toy statues were worth. Like a two three hundred dollars a pop, and the limited run thing was like worth a quarter of that. So being the fact that the plastic and then they delayed everything. 
mm. um, which knocked up a lot of people. I remember that one. I can't remember. Yeah. It may have been limited remember strictly. Um, but yeah, it's annoying. But uh, yeah, uh, I think I think Games Pass is going to be a, 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 a problem. I think Games Pass is going to cause the same issue that um, Netflix has caused um, for the for the film industry and the TV industry. Because at the moment, if you're a writer, yeah, in the good old days, you'd you'd write a part of a TV series, it would get syndicated, then it get repeated on TV, and every time it got repeated, it got repeated with adverts, and you got a share of the money from those adverts, yeah, and you got a nice royalty check. Doesn't work the same on streaming. You get like a th- a fraction. A fraction of it. There's been writers been displaying checks for like kind of thirty dollars for their work on streaming services because the the royalties are, are so poor. And I think that you're going to get a similar thing here with with this this kind of Games Pass setup. But it should be because if you if you look at streaming services back catalog stuff, that's the stuff that should be in Games Pass. The back catalog stuff still sell the new stuff. Keep the back catalog stuff. That's how I would have done it. But I ain't charge Microsoft. I don't look like Phil Spencer. Shall we move on to our next story? Yeah. PC graphics cards are to get more expensive again. Oh, this is ridiculous. A surge in the demand for PC graphics cards by AI companies is causing concerns for the average gamer. After the cryptocurrency and the NFT booms, which led to a bulk buying of graphics cards, the AI industry suddenly, uh, suddenly, uh, sudden growth has caused a similar trend, um, increasing demand and making it harder for regular customers to acquire these cards, potentially driving up prices. Yep, I can, I, I see it, I see it. Um, so the one thing that did my nutting over the pandemic was NFTs. I had COVID and I had the gnarliest nightmare about NFTs. My brain just got locked and it wasn't really a nightmare nightmare. It was more my brain got locked in a loop of just thinking about NFTs whilst I was asleep wow. with fever. Um, so I really hate NFTs. Yeah. And ironically, I was playing Halo when I was ill too, when we talk about Halo Infinite. Um, but that I remember, I remember the prices of graphics cards just shooting through the roof, and it was oh, part of me it was it, a part of me is like kind of when I looked at these things. I know that you got the, the Nvidia got the CUDA cores and all that kind of kind of stuff, so you can offload processing and this, that, and the other. I don't know why they they're not developing additional processing power slots, if that makes any sense, rather than a full ball graphics card because they're not going to need ray tracing. They're not going to need physics engines. They're just going to need the processing power. Yeah. So I don't know why the, the, the companies haven't just turned around and said, you know what, if we strip this out and just make it, boom, processor on its own, a big, big beefy heat sink, nice fast connection, pop it in your PCIe version 8 or whatever it is now, and away you go. That's using graphics cards. Because it feels like you're using, I don't know, you're, you're using a, a car to go across a river when you should be using a boat. Sort of thing, and then at the same time, all the boat users, so all the car users, are getting annoyed because you're wrecking cars with as you're putting them across the river. That's a really terrible analogy. The thing is, though, um, where I see this differ is 
it, this is AI companies. You, this isn't for the average user, is it? Where the average user could set up a mining system as well as their gaming PC. Mm. Um, so, so you get the scalpers buying all those cards up for the regular user. I don't think you're going to get scalpers buying the cards up for a company. You're not, no, they're no, not it's be... worse. It's worse. You think it's worse? Oh, I think it's worse. Yeah. So I, I so so oh, so I've like... got I've got I've got a thousand crypto bros hmm. with their mining rigs, yeah, and they've all bought a ton of GTX thirty nineties or whatever RTX thirty yeah. nineties, yeah, cracky GTX. That's going a bit far back, um, and they've RTX. bought a load, yeah, which which is which is yeah RTX, sorry, and, and that's that's boosted it up, yeah. So they've got those thousand, yeah. But now you've got to say a company like Google. You want to put it in, yeah? If Google knocks on your door and says we need we need ten thousand cards, are you going to say no to Google with a big old wad of cash? Mm. They're going to be buying on what more, series, and they're, on what series they're going to be going to go for. They're going to be buying more. Well, it, all it's going to do is it's going to take capacity away from manufacturing cards. Less cards and more demand means prices go up. Mm. So. Which is worse. I think it's worse that the big AI companies doing it, um, because it's just just through sheer volume. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's, it's yeah. If you're looking for a graphics card and and you're grateful that the NFT bros and the crypto bros buggered off, um, now it's the AI guys who will be chomping for. Yeah, the, the only thing I I is the, is yeah. the RTX thirty six series. It's still way more powerful than you need and we're already on the 40 series mm. and i imagine if not well it will be probably the end of this year maybe and visual lands probably their next series which will either be a 50 series or they'll completely change their marketing brand altogether so providing they're still making the 30 series Second hand market as well. You, yeah. you can you should still be able to get a decent graphics card. Yeah, not everybody is running you... everything 4K. With RTX, the RTX still hasn't been properly implemented yet in the games. But to be fair, yeah, um, if you run Cyberpunk. If you've seen Cyberpunk with RTX lighting on and RTX off, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it looks impressive, but it's not a shift between 16-bit and 32-bit. It's only, it's only... Yeah. Can, can I ask you to just talk a little closer to your microphone because your sound keeps cutting out? I don't know. What, what's the matter with this? I don't know. It, it seems to... Sorry, man. Let's turn it around this way. See if that's any better. Is that any better? At the moment, it is so. Just, just carry on. I'll, I'll point at you if something goes wrong. I, I apologise. It's like you're, you're making a good go, valid point there. Go, and I'm like, go, I can't go fund me. Go fund me, new mic. <laughs> yes, get maps to a, a new microphone. Yeah. But uh, yes. Um. So yeah, what was I, what was I saying? So yeah, second hand market, uh, the 30, 30 series. You can still get. Um, not everybody's running games in 4K with the RTX lighting on. Um, in fact, the the most impressive thing 
I've seen with RTX is still the NVIDIA Quake 2 um, demonstration. Everything else um, hasn't really blown me away. It really hasn't. Hmm. Uh, for me, it was probably uh, it's the Minecraft stuff. Yeah, what the yeah. Minecraft? The Minecraft, Minecraft. stuff was amazing on it. It's, it's ironic because it's such a uh, a low end game. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't require a lot of things. That's why that leads to its big popularity. It's ubiquity allows everyone to yeah. play it or use it. Um, but the so, big yeah, point we... here is Quake Two and Minecraft. Mm. You haven't got to have a high end card to play it. Mm. So you don't need an RTX card. It's only if you want that, try that pretty, pretty lighting out. Mm. Which is why I haven't bothered upgrading mine. Because at the moment, there's nothing. I could run Cyberpunk um, in Ultra, 1080p, 60 frames a second, probably more than that, and not have RTX lighting, and it still looks absolutely stunning. So it's all down to what yeah. you want, really. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to our next story. Assassin's Creed Red stars an African samurai and a female ninja, it says Insider. Rumours surrounding the upcoming Assassin's Creed Red suggest that the game will feature two protagonists, a female shinobi, I have no idea how to pronounce it, and a male samurai. Interestingly, the uh, samurai character is not Japanese, but uh, African refugee. That's a big distance to travel, not a Chinese refugee or uh, um, uh, Maori or uh, Aboriginal thinking People like kind of within like a thousand miles rather than five thousand miles um has led to speculations that the characters may be based off of uh Yukusa, a historical african figure who served as a retainer to udi oh my god i always have this every time with a foreign name um yeah it was a retainer not a sound Oda what's that Oda nabonaga during the Japanese Sengoku period. Sengoku. Huh? Yeah. Sengoku. Sengoku? Um, whilst other fans are uh, excited about the potential representation, other fans are disappointed of not having an Asian male lead. Um, in Japan, expecting a Japanese lead. Yeah. Hmm. And the thing is, is they wouldn't have bothered doing this if Sony hadn't released... Um, oh, what's the Sony game? I brain just went blank there. Spider Man? Sony games. No, the Samurai one. Tenchu? No, that's not Sam- no. Sony, is it? Um, no. Samurai games. Samurai <laughs> games. Oh, I'm thinking of is Mega Drive Shinobi. <laughs> Shinobi. Um, Revenge of Shinobi. Oh, classic game. Sorry, I'm going to have to Google this because it's going to do my nothing. Yakuza? No, it wasn't Yakuza. It was... Sorry, it is... This is just getting silly now, though, isn't it? It's just getting Uh, unrealistic. It's just not realistic at all. I mean, mean, okay, it's a game. It hasn't got to be 
but it's got to be. The thing with, right, hang on a second. My argument goes like this. The thing with, with, with the Assassin's Creed, goes to Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Right, yeah. They wouldn't I've... have bothered if if they hadn't released Ghost of Tsushima. Now, if the female shinobi is Japanese, I haven't got a problem with her. No. Because because being a ninja, you spend most of your time pretending to be one thing and then being disguised as something else during the night. Yeah? They're supposed to be... Could come from anywhere. Yeah? And it, I always said that... Uh, Two Assassin's Creed games they needed to make was one with ninjas and the other one during the Second World War. And you have to play the French Resistance, something along those lines. You get to assassinate German officers and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's it says it's based on a, a historical character. They 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 had to yeah. I bet you any money they they. they I mean, just as long as they've made a story behind it, so the African refugee ends up in Japan as a child, um, gets adopted by a Japanese family who happen to be ninjas, and then that she goes through the ninja training, then that makes sense. But if they just shoe on it in, da da ninja, then I'm, I'm not I'm not down with that. Um just turns up and talk as you're a ninja Harry. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's. So I'm just looking up this guy here. Uh, so the Italian Jesuit missionary doesn't take anything. Tom Cruise is ninja. Everyone, he was a samurai, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, he was samurai, which are the enemies of the ninjas. If you know anything about samurais, they're the ones that um, ninjas always went to assassinate. Yeah. Sneaky in, but I can't see anything that says. He was a samurai. And we have to remember that samurai is like Japanese nobility. Mm. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah. He was, was kind of... Oh, actually, reading part of the story on Wikipedia. Not like, a, admittedly, not the most reliable of sources. Mm. Um, yeah, if, it's one of those ones that could be when to look into the history of it and go, Oh, 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 he was traded as a slave. To this Japanese samurai. Oh. Okay. Yeah. At least he says it was a gift. That's a nice way to put it. Depending on the year they go into. Um, okay, touchy subject, but at least that would sort of make sense. They also, hang on a second, they also, the, the, the Japanese samurai considered him an animal. Oh my God, this gets better. An animal, and therefore he shouldn't be killed. Um... Along, uh, I just who's 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 supposed to be an animal? Who's being the black guy, The new black guy, his name is, is Yusuke. So yes, um, from Mozambique most likely, but uh, yeah, he got a, he got a, a rank in the army, but he wasn't a samurai. So uh, that's a bit of being a bit um, economical there with the truth. That does not look good. Um, that does not look good for them. They'll probably they'll probably whitewash it some way. Um, yes. Yeah, so the thing is, the last decent Assassin's Creed game was Assassin's Creed Revelation. Outside that, Assassin's Creed Three was crap, and it's been crap ever since. 
Um, Black Flag was all right until you got into the real world. And I was like, bollocks, when I got into the real world, I want to be a pirate. Let me sail the ocean. No, not them. Fuck this then. Um, So, yes. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Black Flag. Never played it. Played a little bit of Valhalla. Um, But got bored. I think it was because it's not Witcher 3. (laughs) <laughs> it's the thing with Valhalla is is because you don't do assassin sneaky sneaky stuff like you do in like Assassin's Creed One and Two. Um, it's um, it was just deemed boring. There were some great bits. In, there were some great bits in in those those first three games. And that's Revelations, not Assassin's Creed Three. There's one where you 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 go under the um, what's called the Vatican. I was going to call it the Pope again then. You go under okay. the Pope's gun. Pope's house, yeah. Go under the Pope's house, yeah. And in the basement, they've got some like old technology from like previous times. And you start talking to this hologram, yeah. And because you're playing Desmond, who's using the Animus to sync to Ezio, yeah, the person's talking. And when they're talking, they're not talking looking at Desmond, they're talking looking at the camera. And then they turn around and uh, and she turns around and goes, I need you to pay attention to this Desmond. To which Ezio goes, who is this Desmond? <laughs> and then it's just it was just a really good kind of twist. And then the other one was Altair, where he gets hold of the the Apple um, thing, which is like, a, it's like it's got lots of knowledge in and control and everything like that. And he says, oh, you spent all these days. He goes, yeah, he sold me the past, present and the future. He goes, would you like to see the future? And he pulls out a gun and shoots him with a gun. And this is like mid. This is like before guns were invented. It was just absolutely brilliant because like wasn't expecting that. And it was like shoot. It's like, oh, nice. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be crap. They're all boring. Sorry, <laughs> that's it. That's my that's my take on it. It's crap. It's going to be boring. All the others are crap. All the others are boring. Um, Pick it up for a five when it comes out cheap or when it's free on um, Epic Games. But when's it coming out anyway? I don't know. I'm not bothered. It doesn't matter. I'll be, I'll be too busy important. playing Star, Starfield anyway. Or being disappointed by Starfield. No. No. <laughs> we'll see. Just we'll know. See. Okay. Oh, even if I'm disappointed, I'll just put Elite Dangerous back on. So I ain't bothered. No, fair enough. Okay, let's move on to our next one. Nintendo Switch has sold over 129 million units. The latest financial results from Nintendo reveal that Nintendo Switch, including the standard light and OLED models, have sold uh, sold a staggering 129.3 million units. This marks a 39, 13.9, not 39, increase in year-on-year sales. Um, the recent success can be attributed to the sales of The Legend of De- Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom. Whilst the Switch continues to climb the ranks of Nintendo's best-selling consoles, it still trails behind the Nintendo DS, which holds the top spot with 154 million units sold. Um, impressive sales figures to, to, to hit that. That's, um, I think, uh, was it... PS5 has hit 40 million. I think we 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 talked about it. Oh, I think we talked about it with Nigel last week. Um, 
so yeah, it's uh, it's almost at 130 million. Um, the different SKUs have helped, especially having the Nintendo Lite ones, because it's a case if you've got a handheld one that you can take away with you and 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 play that. Oh, but have they, um, have, have, they have they included that in the figures? Yeah, the anything that can play Switch. Yeah. I thought that was pointless. So you, the the Lite one, absolute pointless. Oh no, it's something you give to a kid that you're because you're playing your one. It's not a Switch, though, is it? Doesn't switch into anything. Uh, but it's like they haven't released a handheld. So it's, I don't know. It feels more kiddie, if you know what I mean. No, you had yeah. the 2DS, the flat 3DS model, hmm. which is literally just a big kind of like chocolate block style thing. It reminds me of that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you had a, you had a few ones, didn't you? D- DS and, hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I remember the, I think I've got one over there, actually. Um Actually, there was a couple of models of the DS, wasn't it? You, you, you'd obviously got the original one, which was original clamshell, and then mm-hmm. you had more of a, a DS, square DSi, DSiXL, DSiXL. Yeah, quite a few. Yes. But again, it's not like the PlayStation didn't do the similar thing, and Xbox hasn't done similar things too, which the different colored consoles, and then you've got the... Yeah. Uh, the slim and then the pro versions and then like playstation had the three iterations so you had the playstation one um fat slim one and then you had the budget one which was fucking horrible um which is probably the the, the cheapest one that they made um yeah. so it, 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 um playstation 2 off off the ranks so everyone has million two. units mm. it's because everyone's using it as dvd player so it's cheaper than a DVD play. Yeah, so it's like a, it, like a games console and a DVD play. Fuck it, I'm getting the games console. I did that with the, I did that with the PS3 for Blu-ray playing. Exactly hmm. the same. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Anyway, let's move on to our next story. And I've just heard a knock at the door. Tom's going to get it. Oh yeah, we got the OLED model as well. Just to quickly fit that in. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 the OLED one they released. Okay, um, yep, yeah, still, look, Nintendo. Quake 2 rumours, uh, sorry, Quake 2 remastered, rumoured for QuakeCon revealed next. And the... Oh. Hang on. Starfield! Quake Two remastered, rumored for QuakeCon reveal next week. So the podcast listeners get to listen to us cock up like that. Um, That's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got. Uh, uh, think I'm sure I'm, I'm. I think we've covered this before, but let's uh, do it. So rumors circulating around a potential unveiling of Quake Two remastered at the upcoming QuakeCon 2023. I imagine if you're gonna re- if you're gonna show it, that's the time to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speculation has been full fueled by recent listings for Quake Two remastered on the South Korean's ratings board. Uh, reliable leakers suggest that all the announcements will occur likely during QuakeCon and the remastered will be available on all modern gaming platforms. Uh, this news uh, reignites discussion about a brand new Quake game possibly being developed by id Software and Machine Games. If they can do what they did with Doom 2016 with Quake, that'd be fantastic. 
No, because this is going to be a remaster, not a remake. No, 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 no. So this is not talking about the remaster. This is talking about leading to the possibilities of a brand new Quake game. Well, that'll be... You, you'd go back to Quake then, wouldn't you? You wouldn't do Quake 2. Yeah. But it's the idea that they're going to do a Doom-style re-kind of ignition. And the reason they put in Quake 2 out now is to use that to test to see if there's going to be enough interest in the game but they've yeah so you sit yeah but they've yeah. done that with quake one haven't they already this is this is just this is just a weird move i, I think because they've already done it with quake so it's been released on all modern consoles uh, machine games did a extra um single player campaign they added extra lighting the um oh what's the the gyro controls Mm -hmm. So they, to to me, all they're going to do is exactly the same, but with Quake Two. You'd have a you'd have an extra bit of single player campaign, controls, modern console. Um, yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm hoping. I want a new Quake game like Doom 2016, Doom Eternal. That's what I, I want. I'm, I can't see. But that the long and short of it is, is 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 the people who make Doom Eternal what they're working on. I oh, know this is very very mm. true. This is, very, this, very is the, true. this is the this is the this is what this is the in, my interesting bit yeah. in this is like kind of machine ooh, games are we gonna get are, uh, are being very quiet. People... Yeah, and there's and machine and machine games have been quiet. So there's yeah, no Wolfenstein follow up. Can't mm. be just taking an extended holiday. Um, maybe they're inventing a new game engine. Maybe that's why. I'm just hoping for thing. a brand new quiet game. Brand new Quake game. But maybe, you know, because if you're going to go to 2016 level, we've do it like Doom 2016 level, then it will be completely different. Hmm. It, it won't tie well, I, 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 any of the Quake games. It will just be a new Quake game with some fan service. And I'm so all the, for that. So the, quest, the question is, is, is they going to go down? Because Quake 2 was the one that had pretty much a story. The other one was like you roam around a dungeon shoot that shit. They all had a different um, identity. Mm. All the great games. No, 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 well, four and two seemed very connected too. Four and two uh, seemed very. You had the Strog as the bad guys in it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so they were connected. The first one. The first one was more medieval, wasn't it? But with, yeah. but with sci-fi elements. It didn't know mm. what it wanted to be, but it still yeah. got it. To, it's a weird one. Quake is. It didn't know what it wanted to be yet. When you see it, you automatically know what it is. It has got its own identity. It's very strange. Um, mm. Quake Three was obviously you're a re you're an arena shooter, um, and we also had Quake Wars as well, which was your, your battlefield version mm. of it. So yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so so I'm hoping I'm hoping for that because oh. I know that ah right hang on a second here's a note, here's a note on it. sorry. Uh, the Wolfenstein guy, uh, company uh, machine games are working on Indiana Jones at the moment. It's annoying because Naughty Dog's not working on another Uncharted, so that would be the the, the, the comeback for that. And oh, right. so honestly, Naughty Dog would do a better job. Game's going to be there because surely it's not going to be first person. Unless it's going to be third person. It's it's going it's going to be it'll be third person. It'll be uh, it's it'll be like uh, Uncharted. That's it. Ironically. Did you ever play uh, Atari's Indiana Jones Temple of Doom on the arcade? Mm, 
Oh, it's incredible. Oh, I played it. I played a, a, a Nintendo version of the arcade thing, which isn't quite the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the, I, I wanted a new Quake game since Doom Eternal. Um, also, to, just watch it. Starfield to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, think about it like this. If stuff was not good, there's a chance for a decent Quake game. Next story. <laughs> so, we've got um, this tiny, tiny Gallagher cabinet. Has a massive, massively comically large joystick, and that I could make. Many sexual innuendos, but the iconic Gallagher game is uh, making a return, but this time in the form of a tiny arcade cabinet, the miniature version of the arcade cabinet, which received Bando Nam Namkai's official endorsement, is available free or pre-order at $50, and is set to release on September 30. Despite its compact size, the arcade cabinet features a notably large joystick. This device just weighs in at two pounds, and can be powered by four AA batteries or a USB-C cable. Also comes with Galaxian pre-installed, uh, while it serves more as a novelty than a nostalgia piece that would look great on a desk or a shelf. And that's why I don't copy and paste comments because I get weird bits like that. So yeah, it's um, it's oh, I thought I had that on screen as I was talking. Night usually brings me up on that. Um, so yeah, there we go. Got the little Gallagher thing there. It is. It's a nice. It's a, bit... it's a nice collector's piece, but that 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 huge um, joystick makes me wonder. Surely you're going to pull it over to the left or right when you're playing it, unless it's super heavy or it's got suction cups on the bottom. You are going to pull that over, unless you're super uh, light. See, I'm, I'm thinking of a different angle. I'm thinking, does that impede you from seeing it properly? There is that as well. Yes, that's good. Yeah, because I'm looking yeah. at that going, I'd be like this over it. I'd be like head craned down looking yeah. at it rather than like kind of like just off level, if that makes any sense. Is it going to be any good? I have no Who come up with that decision? Mm -hmm. I have no <laughs> idea. Namco signed off on it though. I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those nice collector's pieces you shove on a shelf and you might get it out of the box once play it and go yeah yeah that's all right put it back in the box and then just display it at the back of your uh youtube video and that's it mm. yeah true I, 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 I have to excuse me ankle right i have to avoid buying crap like that um yeah but gallagher is such an awesome game it really is yeah but i'd be honest i'd rather buy like a, a nice a nice arcade joystick and a thing to plug into the TV. That makes or sense. Or just an arcade. You just need an arcade. No, my wife would kill me. It's not worth it. She, I would die twice. She'd bring me back to life necromancy just so she could kill me again for making that mistake. Um, <laughs> um, okay, let's... Uh, just say that you play mobile games. You play mobile games on it. There you go. That's a free pass. <laughs> What a giant arcade cabinet sitting in my 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 living area. Yeah. 
proper I've been thinking I really want one that's the worst thing I've looked at like kind of like mock-ups because you can buy like the wooden bits online so you can build the cabinet and and do it yourself and I'm thinking that'd be a great project to do over the course of a year and a bit you could do a raspberry pi coffee table one they're, they're not mm. impossible to make as a fun little mm. project yes put your tea mm. on your little coaster while you're playing pac-man yeah okay let's uh let's move on to our next story So, um, AVI 8 partners with Capcom to launch classic arcade 1942 watch. I like that watch. It's I nice, isn't watch. it? It's just nice. Nice. I like that watch. And I like the fact that it comes with a, a, a fabric strap too because I'm, 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 I've got hairy wrists and the metallic watches don't go well with hairy wrists because they tend to pull your hair out. Mm. Um, that looks like a fantastic gift. It really, really does. The appropriately named Flyboy Field Pilot Watch uh, are official Capcom collaborations. Should agree, it makes a perfect gift for any retro gaming fans with high-end tastes. Yeah, that does. Yeah, look at the back. That oh. knot's etched back. And you've got the, the game um, graphics on, on the actual watch face as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that lights up in the dark as well. Yeah. Uh, Did you no, play the original no, arcade of nineteen forty two? Not, not the uh, uh, Amstrad. I played the Amstrad, Amstrad version. version. Okay. Yes. Right. Which is really good, along with Flying really? Sharks, which is really yeah okay. nineteen forty two. Yep, it was. And so I'm, was Flying Sharks. I'm, I'm Flying Shark. I remember Flying Shark. Yeah, that was another good game. Flying yeah. Sharks it was the two, the two, the two kind of top-down shooters that I liked with that one yeah. and Flying Sharks, probably more than I like Galaga and um, Galaxian. Mm. Um, but yes, okay. Um, got another one here, so let's uh, let's move on to our next story. <laughs> Bomb Jack Remake. It's annoying because the screen set for everything else. There we go. Bomb Jack Remake. An arcade classic is getting uh, an Amstrad CPC remake via Anthony Flack. It was already on the Amstrad. I know I played it. It was, and it wasn't a bad version. The same as um, all the versions, actually. The Specky and the 64. Um, mm. The only difference with this version, it's... The point of it is to be as true and accurate to the arcade version as possible. Um, there is some, there's no sound, but there is some gameplay footage, and it impressed the hell out of me, especially. Oh, yeah. mm. So if you look at the animation there, that mm. that to me looks like a 16-bit game, not an 8-bit Amstrad yeah. game. Um, that's absolutely smack on to the arcade. Okay, not as colourful, but uh, I hate to say it, that is so impressive. This guy knows what, what he's doing. I mean, I was expecting it to set on fire, but no. 
Not yet. Oh, Babster. <laughs> don't make me break out don't make me break out that banner. I, I had to get it I had to get it in there. <laughs> there we go, hang on a second. Um But yeah, I'm not I don't think you can play I don't think you can play it yet. Um there's no sound been added. So I don't know what that's gonna sound like. But uh yeah, that really, really impressed me. And that guy knows <laughs> certainly knows what he's doing. Okay, cool. I think uh, I think we should move on to our next story. So we have the making of Karateka. Mm. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Um, Karateka. Yes. So tell me about this. So uh, this is coming. This is coming this year. It's uh, by the uh, Prince of Persia creator Jordan Mechner. Um, he was a college student when he created one of the biggest selling games of 1984, um, Karateka. Now, in a new interactive documentary, uh, Digital Eclipse tells a story of how a teenager with an Apple II created one of the most groundbreaking, influential games of all time. Discover how Karatika was made through an exhaustive archive of design documents, playable prototypes, and all new video features. Like walking through a museum, you can explore the interactive timelines at your own pace. The timelines reveal how Karatika became one of the first games to include cinematic scenes. So the same as um, Prince of Persia, where it was actually motion captured. Um, which gave you that lifelike animation. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so with rich quality of life features like save anywhere, rewind, chapter select, and direct commentary. Uh, there's two new game exclusive to the making of Karatika. Uh, Karatika Remastered is an all new version of the original game featuring cutting room floor content, commentary, achievements, and more. Death Bounce Rebounded um, is a room floor content, commentary, achievements, and more. Sorry, Death Bounce Re Rebounded is a fast, frantic, twin-stick shooter based on Jordan's unpublished, unpublished prototype. The making of Karateka is the first entry into Digital Eclipse's Gold Master series which presents iconic games in a innovative, interactive documentary format, putting the shared history of games and their creators into one uh, comprehensive package. So I like the idea that you get the original game, a couple of remasters and a documentary as well. Um, did you ever play this on the Amstrad? No, never, never even heard of it. It was oh, um. Okay. What was the one that you, you showed me? What was the other one that you showed me? There was like the karate one. Uh, you got international karate, international karate plus. Um, you had the way of the exploding fist. Yeah, those. Well, it was. I think it was just called karate and the way of exploding fist. I'm, I'm aware of those ones. Yeah, I think this um, one was first, but because it featured that groundbreaking 
um, motion capture back then to get that mm. fluid, realistic um, movement with the, with the um, with the got you know animation. characters and the animation. animation. Yeah, because obviously Prince of Persia was mind blowing when that first came out. Um, that was on all all systems, all eight bit systems. You played Prince of Persia, yeah. Uh, I didn't play the original Prince of Persia. I played lots of other ones because they were um, fucking millions of them. Yeah, I think I played well, they just kept releasing it for different machines, didn't they? Mm, it was just like kind of just Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia. Was, oh my god, man! Just um, yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of Prince of Persia around. I think the one one I liked was the PS3 one, which was like a one-off that they did. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. I had some. He just like, restored all the corruption and stuff. And at the end, you had a choice to rescue the girl that you were with and let the corruption carry on, or um, uh, what do you call it, or fix it and let her die. And you the, the you didn't get a choice, but the character let let her live, which was a I thought it was a, it was a much more interesting engine end engine ending than you get in most games, where it's like kind of oh, I'll do the thing, I will do the bad thing to help the person I love, sort of thing. It's like, okay, cool, I get that. It's, but what do you call it? Um, premise for a uh, uh, what do you call it? A sequel, which never happened. Mm. So yeah, lots of jumping puzzles in that one. Uh, yeah, it's available on it's available on Steam. You can add it to your wish list. Uh, some screenshots on there, but yeah, it's uh, looking forward to that one. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Right, so um, boom, boom, boom. But let's do our next one. And so we've got Outrun, uh, Turbo Outrun. Sorry, in the, the ninth was it in the eighties? Everything was Turbo, Turbo two thousand. It should be Turbo Outrun two thousand. Um. Tell us about this. Tell us what, what we've got here. We've got... Well, you had the, you had the original Outrun first um, in the arcades. Um, probably one of the best driving games ever to come out in the arcades. Um, up there with Sega Rally. Mm. Hydraulic machine. Um, fantastic music. Brilliant game. So this is Turbo Outrun, which was another... Um, variant of it uh, and this is reimagined and it's it, it's basically done by um a guy for free um I, I don't know if it's the full game yet but uh you choose one of the two most desirable sports cars in the 80s game history and blast your way through five races within the time limit while trying to stay in front of your opponent um if you need more speed you've got a turbo boost button course you've got to have a boost button make sure you keep an eye on the temperature gauge as it will rise quickly if the temperature goes above uh, 103 c the turbo boost cannot be activated uh be gentle with your fancy ride crashing into the scenery will damage it after each race you get the chance to swap parts um which i'm not sure you could do before uh not less than my own father oh that's going into somebody's personal uh, entry there. Mm. Um, 
So this is this isn't an ordinary Tebra outrun clone. Um because the guy who's wrote this is into his driving simulation. So there's not going to be any um power slides like you would get in um Sega Rally and games like that. So he's tried to make the car handle in a realistic manner. So a heavy foot will make the tires lose traction. Going hard on the brakes while steering will send the car in a straight line. Um, and it's recommended that you use a Xbox controller. Um, it's a bunch of bunch of features. Um, yeah, two speed manual, five speed manual. Uh, but yeah, as you can see by the uh, the video running there, it runs nice and smooth. Haven't yet played it, but I'll I'll certainly mm. be adding some extra gameplay um, to this. But, uh, are you a fan of car games? I was. PS2 era, I really was in the PS2 era. I started off in the PS3 era and I kind of like drifted away from it. Mm. Um, like WRC Rally was one of my favourite ones. Okay. Just just playing that and uh, Gran Turismo 3, I think, were the, the two ones that I was really into driving-wise. And Gran Turismo 3, Gran Turismo 3 lasted ages as a game. There's so, there's so much in it. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then I think they lost me when they wanted me to keep my games console on overnight in order to get a trophy for one of the races. Mm. And I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. I had some epic races in Gran Turismo there with my mate Malcolm. And what we do, we do 100 lap races. So we do 100 lap races, take about three hours to do. Uh, and then it would all come down to that. It would literally be neck and neck for the majority of the race. We could pop in to change your tyres, this, that and the other. And then it would be the last last what do you call it run and then that's where we decide you know who wins and who loses yeah. um i did play the original outrun I, I remember playing the original outrun i uh yeah. i enjoyed the original outrun and um did you play the hydraulic version or the stand-up because it was, there was, oh, was stand-up yeah. stand-up version stand-up version, yeah. stand version there excuse me um I, the stand-up version the, they had uh, thing. i love the arcade um driving games it's it's the modern more realistic driving games that I I'm not I'm not much for anymore the sort of the, the, the fun hmm. for me has uh, been taken out yeah they look realistic and they look they look like uh, you're watching film footage but not for me not for me I like your, uh, your classic outrun chase HQ Sega rally those type of games road rash yeah, that was good fun, Road Rush, yeah. That was good fun. I remember playing Road Rush with my Daniel at his house, his Mega Drive, and just smashing people with chains and baseball bats as you're going down a, down some road. That was uh, that was fun. I'm trying to think of other ones of similar nature that I played. Yeah, Scalectrix. Scalectrix, okay. Scalectrix. It was great because you could make your own track. Okay, yeah. That was the brilliant thing with Scalectrix. You could make your own track, and I'd spend a good half hour putting a track together. And then race my sister on it. It was really annoying. Excuse me. It would be really annoying because I couldn't save the bloody track after. God, oh, nowadays, no. it's easy to save. But those days, no, no, really difficult to save. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks it looks very fluid, very clean, very tidy. Well, it's free. Um, you can catch it on itch.io. Itch um, yeah. Try it out. Cool. 
And with that, I think we're going to bring the podcast to a close. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you can go to our YouTube channel and watch some of our YouTube videos, that'd be fantastic. If you can share this with your friends, that'd be even more fantastic. Um, we'll be here next week. Might have Nigel. Might not have Nigel. Don't know. If I just need to dig behind the sofa and find him. Um, I think someone stole his lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Ta-da!